Hello, this is Vladimir, and you're listening to Agent Wade's podcast, Season 2, Episode 5, Personal Hygiene, Recording Date, 5-13-2022. Please enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast titled Personal Hygiene. Just as the title suggests, this topic is a little personal and therefore might be a little uncomfortable for some people to listen to and think about. And if you are listening with small children, you may want to put on a headset because some of what I am going to discuss is not appropriate for children to hear. However, if we don't talk about it and think about it, how are we going to learn and improve our lives? And if we don't practice good hygiene, our health is going to suffer, especially good personal hygiene. I know some people who have been living their whole lives with their own particular personal hygiene habits, and they think they are just fine until they aren't. Something goes wrong, and then they wonder why. It's human nature not to want to change, to feel good about where we are in our daily habits. Have you heard this quote by Lao Tzu? Thoughts become words, words become actions, actions become habits, habits become character, Character becomes your destiny. I'm going to change his quote a little bit to say, thoughts lead to actions, and actions become habits, and habits have a result. Besides forming our character, habits can affect our health or well-being or quality of life, which then affects our destiny. That logic certainly applies to our personal hygiene. For example, if we think we don't need to take a shower once a day, If we don't think it's necessary to take a shower once a day, then of course we won't take a shower every day, and that becomes habitual. And then we find ourselves not taking a shower even once a week, and then maybe only once a month, and that becomes our habit, not to shower or bathe, and then that becomes a problem because we start getting infections in the folds of our skin or some other problem happens from not showering. Or another example that I have seen are people who think it's not necessary to raise their hands above their heads, and they make excuses so they don't have to raise their hands above their heads. Perhaps they always go to the hairdresser to have their hair shampooed and and um, done, or perhaps they have a spouse or employees that always get things off the shelf for them. So eventually that becomes their habit, not to raise their hands above their head. And then eventually, they can't raise their hands above their head at all. Their muscles atrophy, and they lose the ability to raise their hands above their head. You may not think that's a problem until you need to raise your hands above your head to get something off the shelf, or to wash your own hair, or to change a light bulb, etc. So be careful what you think. Try to keep an open mind. Try to keep learning. Don't think you know it all. I like the pie chart or diagram that I saw years ago that showed all the knowledge in the world as one big circle. And one tiny sliver of the circle was represented by what I know I know. Another tiny sliver of the circle was labeled what I know I don't know. And all the rest of the circle was labeled what I don't know I don't know. And I believe that is certainly true. I'm 66 years old, and I'm still amazed that I learn new things every day. And so does my partner. As I said in a previous podcast, I think it's very important to associate with people that are positive thinkers and who have an open mind. 
He feels the same way as I do about learning. He wants to learn new things every day. We play Scrabble together almost every night, and we always learn a new word or a new spelling. But that's just a little example of what we learn in the course of a day. So as you listen to this podcast about personal hygiene, please try to keep an open mind and glean from it what you may. If there's nothing in this podcast for you to use to help yourself, perhaps you'll find it useful for helping others. (laughs) I remember when I was a young mother and I worked a part-time job in a grocery store to make ends meet, one of my co-workers gave me a gift of a bar of soap. She was a very nice older lady, and it was her way of saying that I was stinky, and I was. I have never believed in using antiperspirants and deodorants because of all the chemicals, and I wasn't showering as often as I should have been because I was so busy with the children and working, and I exercised by jogging to work. (laughs) So there's an example of how my thoughts led to actions, and my actions led to a stinky body, and that led to my coworker giving me a bar of soap as a gift all wrapped up with a bow. So if you have a friend who is exhibiting symptoms of not practicing good personal hygiene, the likes of which I'm going to talk about here, you can give them a copy of this podcast instead of a bar of soap. (laughs) Let's begin by talking about that daily shower I mentioned earlier. I know a lot of people don't think that a daily shower is necessary, and it isn't. But what is necessary is keeping ourselves clean. As I mentioned earlier, if we don't think we need a shower every day, then when do we need a shower? Are we going to put it on our calendar? Are we going to set an alarm? Is someone going to tell us to take a shower on a certain day? I believe we should all take daily showers or baths because that way it's part of our habit. It's part of our daily routine. And if we miss a day, then we know we've missed a day and we resolve to take a bath or shower the next day and then we do it. Ideally, we should take our bath or shower at the same time every day so it becomes part of our routine. I know I'm weird, but I actually made a list of my personal hygiene ritual that I do in the morning and night in the notes section, the notes app on my phone to refer to until I got in the habit and could do it from memory. I wanted to improve my efficiency. I also set an alarm for in the evening to alert me to start my bedtime hygiene routine because it was too easy for me to watch television until I was too tired to do it all well. Now that is not to say that I never ignore my alarm. (laughs) Just last night we were playing Scrabble later than usual and I wanted to wait until we finished the game. But I have the routine written down as the ideal and it helps me. For myself, I like a bath every day. I like a nice hot tub of water that I have treated with vitamin C to get rid of the chloramine, which is how our water is disinfected here in Lexington, Kentucky. I also have a vitamin C filter in our shower head for my partner who likes to take showers. And for that stink problem I have, I use an alcohol-soaked cotton ball under my arms before I get dressed in the morning. I only shampoo my hair once a week, though, because my hair is really long and it's a big chore, and it really doesn't need it now that I'm older more than once a week, and I do it on Saturday night so I don't forget. When I was was younger, it would be horribly greasy. My hair would be horribly greasy, and I shampooed it every day, much to my mother's chagrin. She thought I was wasting water and shampoo and time, (laughs) and I don't scrub my whole body with soap. I use soap. I recommend baby shampoo or ivory soap in my private areas and under my arms and on my face 
and my ears and, of course, my hands in reverse order. I scrub my face first <laughs> with a washcloth. Oh, and for my ears, I never stick anything inside of them. My ears make a lot of wax, so I have to be careful not to pack it in there. I use a Q-tip after bathing to dry the area around the outside of my ear canal and behind my ears. I know a man who has recesses, air, recessed areas behind his ears that collect dead skin. Those areas need special attention and a Q-tip with alcohol once a week. We are all unique, you know. What I am sharing here is what I have learned from my perspective and experiences. You have your own perspective and experiences. That being said, every couple of years, I have to go to the audiologist to have the wax cleaned out of my ears. But back to my bathing routine. After my bath, I always rinse off with a shower head. I think because I'm in the hot water and I rub my skin with my washcloth, I think that's good enough. I don't need to scrub my whole body with soap. Just those areas I mentioned. It does dry out our skin to scrub it with soap every day. Our backs may be the exception, depending on your skin type. It may need a scrubbing with soap once in a while. If you have a partner, ask them to help you wash your back. Also, cotton balls soaked in alcohol rubbed on one's skin once in a while, especially the back, and I'm talking like once a month because alcohol is so drying, is a good idea. When I was younger, my skin was so oily that I scrubbed my face with a cotton ball soaked in alcohol once a day. But as we get older, our skin gets drier, so that's the next thing I suggest people do for their personal hygiene and health. Apply moisturizer after bathing or showering. I like to take my bath at night because I don't like putting on clothes for the day after I put on moisturizer. It feels too sticky. I read recently that Raquel Welch uses bag balm and swears her skin is as, is as youthful as it was when she was 40. She's 80-something now. I don't like the way bag balm smells, though, and it's really greasy. But it is great on feet, especially in the wintertime. If you have problems with your skin, check with your dermatologist for the kind of moisturizer you should use. I like Gold Bond products myself. Now let's talk about our personal hygiene for our mouths. I have a water pick that I have been using for about three years, and I think it is better than just brushing. As good as it is, though, I still floss nightly. Use toothpaste lightly. I say lightly because some people brush too hard and ruin their gums. And I do all this once a day at night, and I use mouthwash after. Sometimes I use a store-bought mouthwash, and sometimes I use hydrogen peroxide diluted. Hydrogen peroxide is great for debriding, and it helps to whiten teeth. I also have whitening trays and use them periodically with a product my dentist sold me for a lot more than I can get it for on he sold it for more than I can get it for on Amazon. Of course, I go to the dentist twice a year to have my teeth professionally cleaned. I think everybody should go twice a year to get their teeth cleaned and checked. My personal hygiene for my eyes is to wash my makeup off every night. I wear contacts, the soft kind that last for a couple of months. So when I take them out every day, I put them in a hydrogen peroxide solution made for soft contacts to clean them thoroughly. And I have four pairs of contacts, so I rotate them so they are soaking in the hydrogen peroxide solution for three days. Before I put them back in my eyes, I rinse them with a saline solution just to be sure the hydrogen peroxide is not active. Once I accidentally put them in my eyes straight from the fresh hydrogen peroxide solution, 
ow, it really hurt, and my eye was bright red for a few days. I don't like to wear glasses because I feel like I've got something between my eyes and what I'm trying to see, and because they make dents on my nose, and those dents hurt. Anyway, I never reuse my contact lens solution, and I wash my hands really well before touching my contacts or my eyes. By the way, I wash my hands a lot. I wash them before and after using the toilet. As soon as I return home from anywhere, even if it's just going out to my car, I wash them before touching any food. Perhaps I'm a little OCD about washing my hands, but I would rather err on the side of caution. When I went to have my fingerprints taken for a background check so I could qualify for helping people at home through the Medicaid Home and Community-Based Waiver at Aging with Grace, as all of our employees do, the technician had a difficult time getting my fingerprints because I washed my hands so much. The technician taking my fingerprints thought I was a nurse because he said nurses didn't have much to fingerprint either. (laughs) Okay, back to eye hygiene tips. I always keep my eye makeup products fresh, especially mascara and eyeliner. Once, when I was about 20 years old, I woke up to raised purple spots all around my eyes. The doctor said it was a bacteria in my mascara. That was scary, but the dark purple spots went away in a couple of weeks, fortunately. And another time, I accidentally stabbed myself in the eye with my mascara wand when I was about 22, and my eye got infected, and I had to wear an eye patch and put antibiotic in my eye several times a day. I had to wear that patch for a couple of weeks. The doctor said I could lose my eye if I didn't get rid of the infection, and I've had a couple of other infections in that same eye since then, but not for several years now, fortunately. I'm sharing that story to illustrate how important it is to keep your eyes clean, especially if you wear contacts and makeup. Another good thing to do for your eyes is to use a Q-tip with some special moisturizer and rub it on your on um, where your eyelashes are. I think some really clean Vaseline is good enough, but there's a product out there that combines ultra-processed petroleum jelly with mineral oil, and it comes in a little tube. Of course, it's a lot more expensive than just regular Vaseline. As we get older, it's really important to keep our eyelids moisturized. My mother-in-law was having trouble with her eyelids years ago because she rubbed them so much, and the doctor recommended the expensive moisturizer in that little tube for her. It cleared her eyelid problem right up, though, so it was worth the money. Of course, like anything else, you have to use it regularly for it to do any good. Again, daily is the goal. Now let's talk about fingernails. All my life, I took care of my own fingernails from the time I was a little girl. When I was a teenager, I wanted to grow them long, but just couldn't. I thought it was because I was the family dishwasher and didn't use gloves, but as I grew older, I used gloves for many many years when I did household chores and washing dishes, and I still couldn't grow my fingernails out. I just don't have the strong nails. So when I turned 65, I decided to indulge a little bit and go to a nail salon and have my nails done regularly. I like the SNS. I tried the gel and the acrylic nails, but I like the SNS the best. Before I started getting my nails done, it seemed like I was always having to file or clip my nails because they would crack and tear or I would get a hangnail, but now I don't have to think about them or do anything to them until it's time to go to the nail salon again. And my nails are so pretty, if I do say so myself. I love glitter. 
as I get older, I love glitter more and more. <laughs> I do notice they get extra dirty under the nails now that they are extra long, so I take an alcohol-soaked Q-tip and clean under my nails daily. For my toes, though, I don't think it's worth the money or time to go to the nail salon. I do have a number of calluses, and I bought a sanding device. I bought one that works with a battery, and I bought one that works by plugging it in. I like the one that operates with a battery the best. The one that plugs in is too powerful, and the pumice stone isn't the right shape. But the problem with the one with the battery is I need a fresh battery each time I remove my calluses, which is about once a month in the winter. I'm not very good about moisturizing my feet every night like I should, especially in the wintertime. But if you can't reach your feet for some reason, please go to the nail salon to get a pedicure at least every month. In addition to that, you may need to go to see a, pod a podiatrist. As we get older, our nails get thicker on our feet, and sometimes we need a professional to trim them. Other problems happen too, like hammer toes and bunions and corns, etc., etc., and Diabetics especially need to watch their feet because they might get infected, which would lead to an amputation. I've seen it happen. Sad. Also, people with peripheral artery disease and other conditions. Our feet are often mirrors of our health in general, and it's much better to be proactive and take good care of our feet than to let something get out of control and ruin our health. Our private areas need some proactive TLC, too. In general, try to keep your nether regions clean and aired out. Don't wear tight clothes. Underwear is a pretty recent invention. Cotton is best. Women know to always wipe front to back. We don't usually have bidets in this country, so moistened wipes that don't have chemicals and scents added are the best. They may say they are flushable, but don't flush them unless you want a plumbing bill. I've had it happen to me at the clubhouse. <laughs> I only recommend them for bowel movements, though. We women don't want added moisture or anything added to our delicate labia area. Men need to make sure their glands is pulled back and cleaned once a day, especially if uncircumcised. Of course, we need to change our clothes every day, maybe even twice a day on a hot day if we get wet from perspiration. And we, shouldn't, we should not wear clothes that we have worn previously until they have been laundered again. That reminds me about our towels. As I mentioned in the podcast on environmental hygiene, our towels should be used and then hung up to dry quickly. Towels harbor bacteria and should only be reused once. The hand towel that I use beside the sink after I wash my hands and brush my teeth, I change daily. Another good personal hygiene habit is to never eat or drink out of the container. For example, if you have a container of yogurt, dish it out into a bowl and eat from the bowl. Never put your fingers in the pickle jar or whatever you're eating and then put the jar back in the fridge, even if you live by yourself, because it isn't just about sharing germs that should not be shared. It is about introducing viruses, mold, and bacteria into the container so they can multiply. You are turning that container of food or drink into a petri dish of pathogens that can make you sick. You know you're not supposed to use other people's toiletry items or makeup, and you know you're not supposed to drink or eat after someone to avoid catching their germs and viruses. Scabies, bed bugs, lice, ringworm, jock itch, athlete's foot, crabs, and a host of other creatures can be shared human to human. 
And if you get any of those things, you probably should go to the doctor. Of course, kissing someone and having sex with someone exposes you to really extreme germs and viruses, STDs, including AIDS, gonorrhea, and all kinds of bad stuff. Of course, when you were younger, you were told to use condoms, and they do help. Personally, though, I would make sure the person I was thinking of being intimate with was tested for all those diseases and STDs before I shared germs with them. But I believe monogamy is best, personally. I know all that stuff isn't very romantic, but I have learned the hard way when I was younger. It's just not worth the chance. It's just not worth it to take a chance to gamble that they're clean and disease-free. We want to be older and wiser, right? (laughs) At Aging with Grace, we have a spa where we can help people with their personal hygiene in a respectful and enjoyable environment. We know that as we get older, sometimes we need a little help with our personal hygiene to have the best health and quality of life. We all feel better when we are clean and healthy. We all want to look our best, especially when we are around others. And being around others helps us to be mentally and physically healthier. That's that's why I love our Fountain of Youth Clubhouse so much. It's the answer to many challenges that we face as we get older. Please come join us. Thank you for listening, and let me close with a joke. A priest is riding on a city bus when a drunk gets on and sits next to him. He obviously, the drunk obviously hasn't had a bath while on on this binge, and he stinks. The drunk starts reading a newspaper and then puts it down and says, Hey, Father, what do you think? causes arthritis. The priest is quite annoyed with this guy and sharply says, no doubt it's from a life of heavy drinking, carousing with women of ill repute, and a lack of personal hygiene. The drunk is taken aback and goes back to reading his newspaper. The priest starts feeling bad about how harshly he responded to the drunk, so he apologizes and asks nicely, so how long have you been suffering from arthritis? The drunk says, oh, I don't have it. I was just reading here in the newspaper that the Pope has it. (laughs) I like that joke because it illustrates how we should seek truth and avoid toxins and have good personal hygiene all in one joke. (laughs) Thanks again for listening, and I'm wishing you a great week ahead. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast or any other Aging with Grace podcast, please contact me. Goodbye for now. Hello again. Hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, please go to agingwithgraceinfo.org. That's agingwithgraceinfo.org. Thank you. The Health Club for Seniors is your kind of place. So come and join us and age with grace.